It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. With me in the KFG studios, my business partners and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. It was a nearly unanimous expectation set by financial experts that we would see a recession in 2023, but it didn't happen. So are we out of the woods or do you need to stay on guard and be braced for a delayed recession? We're talking through our five truths about a recession that will help you to fear not. That and more coming up on this hour of Wise Money. Love that energy. Yeah, you made it sound like a children's book. <laughs> well, like I can't wait to hear this story. Well, the way uh, the way the wordsmith crafted that thing, um, it took everything I I had just to read it. If you have a question for the program, we would love to to hear from you. We, we'd love to help as well. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com is where you can find us. Then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Here's what Kevin was trying to say. On October <laughs> on October 17 of 2022, I don't even know how this is possible. There was a 100% chance that we would see a recession over the next 12 months. October 17 of 22. Economists and apparently all the smart people said there was a 100% chance we would see a recession over the next 12 months. I don't how is that possible? Is a 100% chance you can predict the future? Apparently not. That is insane. I think there's a 100% chance I can't predict the future. They were 100% wrong. Yeah. But listen, listen, and I'm not not picking on them, but we had just seen two consecutive quarters uh, negative GDP, okay, first and second quarter of 22, and that news would have come out late July of 22, and then from late July until October, the stock market proceeded to grind down to a negative 25%, you know, for the year. So it was all doom and gloom, and we had the inverted yield curve, blah, blah, blah. And then what happened? Nothing. Nothing. Stock market started coming back a little bit. Economic news was hot and cold, and no recession. So here's the thing. Did we avoid it? it, At least the Fed seems to be cheering that. Wall Street sort of does as well. Or is it delayed? And, And how much should this idea of a recession influence your financial plan how do you stay prepared essentially Uh, that's exactly the right question and but but it's not really the question that financial planning is all about right it's it's not about hey are you ready for the next recession it is are you ready for the future that you've envisioned for yourself and there's going to be a whole bunch of recessions and a whole bunch of market downturns and a lot of uncertainty all happening in the meantime isn't it beautiful because because financial planning comprehensive financial planning mm-hmm. is not about preparing for the next recession it's not it's it's having you live liberated not living in fear and yet simultaneously it prepares you for recessions absolutely it, 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 it prepares you for recessions yeah, and a great example of that is we were we were talking about the crazy insurance markets right now. Yeah, if I'm doing financial planning and I've got a three bank account system, I can adjust my insurance so that I can hopefully keep insurance on my home and auto for the next. Let, let me let me restate that you're you're not going to like what's going on in the home and auto insurance world. Rates are going up. It's hard to keep and get insurance. It, no one likes it, but you're better positioned Absolutely. because your financial life has uh, has been um, you know intentionally structured. 
Yes. And you know how every piece works together. So anyway, let's get back to recessions. Should you stay on recession guard? Should you continue to be watchful? Should you worry? At, at one point, I didn't look up these stats, but the word the word recession was Googled more times than Taylor Swift, I think. I have no idea. But like the, <laughs> the number of people Googling hmm. recessions was through the roof. And are we just out of the out of the woods? Are we in the clear? Here's the thing, guys. We're going to share with you five truths about recessions and just level the playing field and cut through the noise so that you can confidently approach your financial life. The first truth about recessions is want to share how often they occur and how long they last. Is this really something that uh oh, I need to dodge or I need to be on, on guard about. So how often do recessions actually occur? How long do they actually last? Yeah, I mean, you, you go back in history and recessions were actually really common. They were they were happening every, you know, three, three and a half years or so until World War Two. And things changed after World War Two. The the government got a whole lot more involved. We we have a lot more interventions that happen and now they happen less frequently. Um, even the word recession isn't that old. They used to be referred to as depressions all the time. Right. Right. Um, and, and we often think of the only real depression that's happened was the Great Depression there starting in, in 1929. But the, the reality is a, a run-of-the-mill typical recession used to have a different name until um, I, I don't know, the, uh, the renaming committee <laughs> came out and uh, changed change sentiment just by using a different word. But it's a common occurrence. It happens about every six and a half years now. Um, and I, I really do think that it is a lot of the intervention that the Fed provides. Even even Congress and, and the White House can get involved to try to help, um, you know, delay a recession or even avoid one at times, just in the way that they try to stimulate spending, mm -hmm. right? Um, but that's a, that's a more recent phenomenon. I mean, we even refer to it as modern... Um, uh, economic theory or uh, monetary policy. That's just a bunch of jargon, but it's its the system or the process of trying to intervene and trying to avoid a, a recession. The Fed right now is trying real hard to give us a soft landing. They're trying to avoid it entirely, um, even though the rest of the, the world last year thought it wasn't possible. Yeah. So essentially, a recession, if you go way, 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 way back, recession happens, oh, every four to five years, but since World War II, it's about every six and a half years. So so if you are thinking, and, and I guess this is kind of anchoring in this first truth, a recession doesn't necessarily mean this crash. It Can it? Yeah. Can it mean a depression? Yeah. It, and yet we haven't seen one in a hundred years, and, and yet recessions are much more common than that. So every six and a half years or so, how long did they last? 12 to 18 months yep. on, on average. Yep. Um, the most, the trickiest thing about recessions, uh, it, well, we're getting into some of that right now, but you don't know you're in a recession for six to nine months and after it starts. And that's where the, the quick and dirty um, uh, definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. And yeah, that is for many people, the, the, a, a definition of a recession Technically, it's defined by uh, the National Bureau of Economic Researchers, a, a think tank, a egghead sort of uh, group that uh, looks at a few different factors. I think nine different well, factors. Well, yeah, a ton of data that they have to pour over. And that mm -hmm. data isn't like it's instantly available to them. It takes a long time 
to figure out where an economy as big as ours is headed. What's the current state of things? And so if, if it takes them six plus months to be able to get all the information that they need in order to call the start of a recession, often we are deep into a recession before they can even make it official. Right. Right. And, and, and that's sort of the point. So if you're right now, because, yeah, the recession everyone predicted last year didn't happen. Does that mean we are completely out of the woods and, and therefore it didn't happen? No, it could it could just be delayed. We, we don't know. We've got this weird phenomenon where certain parts of the economy are very hot. Other parts are still cold. Yeah. So a recession is a feature, not a bug. We know it's coming. They say every six and a half years, and Mike, what you're saying is, I'm in it before, actually, I'm mostly out of it before I ever knew I was actually in it. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. So what, what, what's the help? Because this, this, this news sells a lot better, the fear and the, the scariness. So I'm telling you, your updated financial plan is going to guide you. Now, it will make you uh, bulletproof. It won't make you bombproof. So if something terrible happens, because most recessions, if you think back, you you probably didn't lose your job during that recession. Things got tighter, things got more difficult in your financial life, but you 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 didn't it didn't blow everything up. So I would be ready and knowing in my financial plan, hey, if I need to shift, if I need to adjust, if I need to go um, from cash flowing my kids' college right now to uh, doing that with loans or or you know. It, that may not be a great example, but what what could I do, and what are what are my contingencies in the event that things got very difficult for me personally when this comes? It's coming. We just we know it's coming. Every we were 100 percent sure it was going to happen last year, and uh, I'm sure there's some people that are 100 percent sure it'll happen 2024. I actually <laughs> did see somewhere that it said there's a 60 percent chance of recession still, and it's like, oh gosh, will you just stop? Will you just stop? <laughs> Financial planning is your preparation, it's your get through, it's your work after. We're get, we've got more truths about recession, that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The recession that never came last year, does that mean it's coming this year? Or did, are we out of the woods? Do we avoid it? We've got five truths about recession that more right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com. Then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Should you stay on guard preparing for a recession. Then lots of people after at, at the end of 22 going into 23, not folks that were doing financial planning, but we'd get comments and having discussions with folks, they'd say, "You know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to hold off contributing to my 401k. Just going to just going to stop right now because every time I'm throwing money in and I look at my statement it's going down. We've got this recession coming. I'm just going to wait till things get better." And then we didn't see that recession. Mm -hmm. And then things got better overnight essentially, and stock market does what it always does, delivers lumpy returns, delivers essentially two to three years worth of returns within a couple of months, catching many people flat-footed. So therefore, do you need to stay in this agile position? Well, the truth about recessions is they happen every six and a half years or so. So this is not this really uncommon and rare crisis sort of event. It can feel like it, though, because most recently we had the COVID recession 2020. Before that, it was 08, so it was 12 years, 
right? Double the amount of yeah. time. Before that, it was 01, it's the uh, tech bubble. So that was about six or seven years. But before that, it was 91. Before that, it was 81. So we actually, they are a little bit more spread out, even though that average is every six and a half years. And so it can feel like, oh, that's this big event that I need to to find a way to get around. But but that's not true because truth number two is recessions cannot be reliably predicted. And therefore, guys, they cannot be avoided. You can't find a way to avoid them financially. That's right. And and that's the real risk. If if your financial life is based on or your decisions are based on these short-term predictions that you're getting from other people, man, that that is an unreliable way for you to be making your your choices about the future. You need to be looking longer term. Keep your eyes further out on the horizon and do today what will help you get to your goal out there in the future and help smooth out the decisions in in the short term. These short-term ups and downs of the stock market or the economy or uh, even just your own local community, you know, sometimes it it may be economically uh, prosperous and other times it may feel depressed. Some of that stuff, it, it shakes itself out eventually, but if you're if you're trying to see around corners or or never miss a single bend in the road and and adjust your game plan off of these short-term changes, you're going to be whipsawed all over the place and make mistakes along the way because again, people's predictions are not reliable. Yeah, I mean, the best example of that, as as I'm listening to you talk here, Mike, is who predicted the COVID recession? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you think about that. And now some people think, therefore, I need to be in a a constant state of readiness and and this some sort of uh, arousal where it's like, oh, this is going to happen, and I, I if if I am not ready, I'm going to get completely wiped out. Well, as you lived through COVID, you saw well, no, this was this is some weird stuff, right? They, you know, they they in Michigan they shut down the churches and and you couldn't buy seeds or paint and kept the pot shops open and you're like what in the world's <laughs> happening here like it didn't make any sense but people you know worked their way through that and so so there's there is to me do I therefore have to be a prepper if prepper means I've got really clear financial priorities and I've got a I've got a plan that will get me through and let me sail through some rocky times. Yeah, yeah, you should be prepared. And that's where for most folks, they they need a guide. Yeah. They, 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 they want someone to walk through this with them um, and and whisper in their ear to do what they know they should be doing anyway. I, I agree completely. And sometimes the the warnings of a recession coming, whether that's some economic forecaster who's got your ear, um, or, or it's it's you just encountering some surprises in your own financial life. You know, maybe there's some shutdowns happening in in your plant, or some people have been laid off through through your employer. Man, those can be a wake up call, and you can kind of quickly take inventory. Oh, if that had been me, was I ready? Mm-hmm. And I, I like those wake-up calls. I, I like those warning signs because it can snap you back to a better game plan, get you refocused on your financial plan. Because isn't it just human nature to get used to the good times and assume that they're going to keep on rolling? Absolutely. And, and that is ultimately what gets us in trouble economically as a nation as well. We just assume that things are going to keep 
you know, continuing on as they have, and we get a little excessive. We keep on spending. We keep on borrowing, especially. Yep. We think, hey, uh, tomorrow's going to be just as good as today, so I'll go ahead and spend tomorrow's income today. And then what if that income doesn't come? Those are the like personal financial decisions that all of us as individuals are making. And again, we can fall into the trap of being excessive during the good times. When you catch a glimpse or a warning that there may maybe an interruption to those good times coming. Yeah. How, how do you make sure that you take inventory and get yourself back on track with the stuff you know you should be doing anyway? Why was everyone predicting a recession last year? It, primarily, it's going back to one of those indicators, Josh, that you mentioned, it's something called the inverted yield curve. And I don't think anyone's been able to communicate what that is effectively over the radio. Essentially, <laughs> it's when it's when short-term interest rates are higher than long-term interest rates. The Fed controls short-term interest rates. They they waited way too long to fight inflation, and then they had to aggressively increase short-term interest rates in the face of trying to you know bring inflation down. And what that meant is borrowing costs were a lot higher in the short term than what you know long-term interest rates were. That creates a distortion, and it actually does tend to put the brakes on the economy. Mm-hmm. And and any time since World War II, we've had this inverted yield curve. We've seen a recession within 18 months after that. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it inverted over 18 months ago, and here we are. Wonder, are we in a recession? Are we not? And that's why everyone sort of predicted it. Well, listen, those indicators, they're not foolproof. They're not, they're perfect. not perfect. That's right. They, we've never printed $5 trillion and stuffed it into the economy within a month, mm-hmm. ever. Or right. you can take the percentage of the money supply and dump it in the economy within a month. We've never done that. So sure, things are going to you know, operate a little bit differently, and it's going to be hard to, to anticipate. So, All right. These, these truths, they build on each other. Probably should have started with that, right? So recessions occur more frequently than you think. Okay. They only last about 12 to 18 months. Mm-hmm. You can't predict it, and therefore you can't avoid it. Here's the shocker. The stock market tends to bottom around the time it's officially announced we're in a recession. So by the time you even know we're in a recession, that's typically the time you should be buying stocks, not the time to say, okay, well, now we're in one. I got to get out. So let's get into some of that data or or give a little more. Well, I I think this is one of those mind benders that a lot of investors need to have um, really a good understanding of. And that is that the stock market moves before the economy does. It is a predictor of where the economy is going. As investors are buying and selling in the stock market, they're doing so with a prediction in mind or a certain feeling about how the future is going to go economically or, or you know, from a business perspective, all these corporations that they're owning. But when, when investors begin to believe that the economy or the business climate is going to start cooling off, that's when the stock market starts falling. People start selling and taking their gains, and it can create some momentum in the wrong direction. And uh, it's later then that the economy actually does go into a recession, typically. And, and then the opposite occurs as well, that the stock market can begin its recovery while all the economic news is still so negative. While all the data is saying, man, it's really crummy out there. The economy is, is just really limping along. And then you watch the stock market take off unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. But it's because it's anticipating the recovery then of the economy as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw that during 08. I'm not even going to talk about COVID because that was so quick, flash in a pan. But, but in 08, the stock market topped out. It peaked October of 07. Everything was fine. Everything was great. 
October of 07. What's the, what's the big deal? We didn't hit recession until the middle of 08, right? But then it bottomed in March of 09, beginning of March of 09. Why? What was significant about that? I, I don't know. A couple car manufacturers had just filed bankruptcy. The world was, I'm pretty sure, was about to end. And yet the stock market just took off. And yeah, there was some monetary policy announcements around that time. That does tend to, uh, to, to coincide with the bottom. But how would you know it's a bottom? This is the thing. You don't know you're in a recession until you've already been in it for several months. You don't know you're out of it until you've been out of it for several months. And you're still pretty convinced you'll dip back into it. Mm-hmm. So timing it is just, it is just impossible. I want to pick back up on, on that truth. But then what are the other truths about, invest, er, about investing during recessions? That more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What are the what are the unwavering truths about recessions? And, and and how can those truths help you approach your finances in good times and in bad times or scary times? We're helping with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG, KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of The Wise Money Show is on podcast. Wherever you listen, just search The Wise Money Show. Subscribe to it there. Follow us there. Rate the program there. We appreciate it. All right. So we're talking about five truths about recessions to sort of um, debunk or or demystify the word recession. And therefore, whether we officially avoided it or whether it's just delayed, we're going to see it this year or next year, whether it's shallow, whether it's steep, you know how to approach your finances and best of all, you can do so with confidence, still reaching your goals and, and, and so on. So we're talking about the five truths. About to transition to truth number four, but, but truth number three, I, I think is the most exciting because I'm a geek. And that is the data suggests, now this doesn't mean it's guaranteed to happen every time, but historically the data suggests that the stock market tends to bottom right about the time you officially find out we are in a recession. So right about the time you're about to hit the panic button or many people feel like, oh, gosh, the market's been really bad. Now we're in a recession. I got to get out. That's typically the time you get back in. So let me just do the math. Since World War II, the average recession does last about 11 to 12 months. We said earlier they last 12 to 18 months. It's, it's looking at, well, what sample size? Well, since World War II, it's about 11 to 12 months. We don't find out we're in a recession for six to nine months. Stocks tend to bottom four to six months before the recession ends. So if you do that math and line it up, yeah, by uh, just about the time they you find out we're in a recession, that's just about the time the stock market's had enough of its pain and is about to bottom and, and turn around. Well, it's also the time when the Fed begins lowering interest rates, and that often puts some wind in the sails of the market. There's a saying on Wall Street that you should never fight the Fed, meaning if the Fed is in a in a constricting behavior, like they're they're increasing interest rates and they're trying to slow down a roaring economy, don't don't think that you can just keep on investing and assume that great times are ahead. The opposite is true as well. When they are trying to stimulate the economy, um, often that will help to uh, drive stock market behavior as well because. Uh, investors are anticipating that the Fed's going to be successful with stimulating economic and and business activity that way. Yep. 
All right, so this is one where we can we can camp out on a little bit because these each of these truths are meant to sort of build on each other. And recession truth number four, this is the biggie. This is almost the culmination. The best action to take in your financial life to prepare for a recession is the same action you should take if we don't see a recession. Guys, it's all one playbook. And that's where we said right at the beginning of the show, financial planning is not about, well, how do I stay agile and prepare for a recession and then pivot when things get better and then, uh-oh, hunker down when it, it, that's not financial planning. But at the exact same time, it does officially prepare you for a recession. It helps you have eyes on the things that you should be doing, whether we're about to see great times or whether we do see some, some slowdown. So what are some of, those, some of those things in financial planning when looking at all six areas of your financial life that you should be doing anyway that end up preparing that are the right thing to do if we're going to see a recession or the right thing to do if we're not going to see a recession. Well, yeah. And in a perfect world, you will have already been doing many of these things that you already have them in place before the recession hits. But if, if not, if you realize, man, a recession really could be around the corner, if not for the whole country, what about your industry? What about your employer, your, your, um, you know, local community, that, that kind of thing. If you're going to be feeling your own effects of your own personal recession, then having an emergency fund in place is a really important thing. This, this talks to the, the present financial position or the, the most immediate part of your financial life. Like, do you have the, the, the right foundation in place? Do you have the right safety nets in place? An emergency fund is really important because one of the hallmarks of a recession, unfortunately, is a bunch of people lose their job. Interruption income. Either your income goes down because hours are cut or you get a pay cut or you lose your job. And this was one of the things. And obviously, COVID was very unique. COVID recession, very unique. But middle of March, surveys were already out. The number one concern or, or I think it was number one regret financially wasn't that, oh, I would have gotten out of the stock market. No, it was I didn't have an emergency fund. That was the number one financial regret as we were going through COVID. I didn't have an emergency fund. Mm -hmm. It is one of the reasons why the the government was just dumping money out onto taxpayers into their laps, giving them cash, helping them to have money to keep spending, keep paying rent, that kind of thing. But if you're going to have an interruption to income or a reduction of income or anything like that, what do you have to fall back on? Because there's some spending that has to continue, whether your paycheck is rolling in or not, right? You, you've got to make that mortgage payment. You've got to put food on the table, keep the house warm, all, all of that. But that, that's maybe a second item. It, or it points to a second item that you could have in place or that you want to work on. And that's the ability to reduce your expenses if your income goes down. Mm-hmm. The more nimble that you can be with your own spending, the better. And what are the places where you're not nimble? You don't have choice. It's where there are debt payments, right? The, the financial obligations that you signed up for back when the good times were rolling, unfortunately, they follow you into the recession too. And when your income drops or when your income stops temporarily, those payments, unfortunately, can't. Uh, otherwise, there's some pretty awful, awful consequences. And that's hard. It's hard to talk about right now. Yeah. But it is a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cars are more expensive. Yep. And, and interest rates are higher. And so I get it. You, you might need a new car. You might have bit off a little more than you can chew. But know that that is you taking on risk. That if we see a recession, you're less nimble. Same with houses. I, I don't know how young people these days are, are going to get into the housing market. We've got some really big 
structural things to figure out as an economy and, and, and a nation. And yet, well, Canada is a little worse there in, in that regard with, with housing prices and affordability. But I, you taking on an enormous mortgage simply because, well, I got to get into a house. Listen, that means you're less nimble with your cash flow if something changes. Yeah. You definitely want to continue to improve your balance sheet, improve your balance sheet, improve your balance sheet. That is what makes you bulletproof. Again, you're not going to be bombproof, but you sh- you can make yourself bulletproof and able to withstand. Because h- here's the thing. We're talking about the dreaded recession, and that's the thing that's going to you know take you out at the knees. That It doesn't have to be a recession. There's lots of other... Th- interruptions to income yeah. that, that can happen. So this is where you want to be at a place where you, you're, you, by default, the default value is I'm always prepared for no matter what, what comes. And I don't have, it, my financial life doesn't have to occupy my mind. I've got, yeah. I've got peace. I've yeah. got, uh, some might call it financial peace that, <laughs> that, uh, but it, 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 the right kind of peace passes, you know, surpasses even understanding. But I want to have peace that I'm not worried about the next thing that's going to happen, whether it's on a national or a worldwide or a fill in the blank. Well, and what you're pointing to is is the benefit ultimately of financial planning, Absolutely. right? A game plan where, hey, I know there's going to be interruptions. I know there's going to be some stretches of time where I, I don't feel like the wind is at my back. It's It's all a headwind in front of me. And yet, having the confidence to keep charging forward anyway. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's one of the reasons why having an emergency fund in place and limiting the amount of debt that you have and, and the financial obligations, what does that do for you? It gives you the confidence and the capability of continuing the good times, the, the good stuff that you should be doing, things like saving for the future, investing for the future. Isn't that one of the first things that you're tempted to just stop doing whenever there's fear on the horizon? Like, well, man, I better I better start stockpiling cash or man, the investments, they're probably gonna start falling in value. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop investing in my four oh one K at work because you know, the last thing I wanna do is invest in something that's declining in value. No, that's exactly the time. Like that that's one of the great opportunities of a recession. Recession mm-hmm. doesn't have to be all threat. It can be opportunity as well if you've positioned yourself to keep doing the things that you should be doing, like saving into that 401k at work. I, I was listening to you guys talk about yeah, having that emergency fund in place and paying down debt and thinking, I'm so glad you went there because it's, well, is, it, is financial planning all about running around and playing a bunch of defense? No, no. You have that foundation in place so then you can play a lot of offense and be and save up aggressively at the exact right times when you'll look back on and say, oh yeah, those are exactly the times I should have been saving as much as possible. The times when most people can't. Mm-hmm. You can because you've got a financial plan in place and have that defense, that structure in place as well. All right. The fifth truth about recessions, that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Check out the YouTube channel, the Wise Money YouTube channel. Every episode of the talk show is there, plus a lot of other content as well. Every single day throughout the work week, we've got next wise step videos, eight minutes long, 10 minutes long, uh, taking one financial concept, applying it directly to your financial life. Well over a thousand videos there. 
And so go to YouTube, search The Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there, share the content, and, and you can leave comments and questions there as well. We appreciate it. Talking through the five truths about recessions, because honestly, we, we there was a 100% chance of hitting a recession, and I, I can't even say that with a straight face, um, because no one can predict the future, certainly with that much confidence, and uh, it didn't happen. So are we out of the woods, or are you supposed to still just live on guard? No, you're supposed to do comprehensive financial planning. That's your path. That's your path, looking at all six areas of your financial life, your present financial position. So that's that's cash flow, that's cleaning up your balance sheet, that's that's making sure you've got an emergency fund, making sure you don't have too much debt. That could be a budget as well, depending on your stage of life and, and your cash flow and your goals. Present financial position. Protection planning. Do you have the right coverage and, and how are you managing the life's greatest risks? Do you have the right plan proactively? Uh, third is tax planning. Do you have unnecessary dollars slipping through your fingers and going to Uncle Sam? Absolutely don't want to do that. Can't afford to do that during recessions or interruption in income. Fourth area is investment planning. What's your, you know, having a prudent investment strategy during good times and bad? Your investment strategy is like the is like a basketball team. When you've got the ball, you're going to be on offense. But it's not like football when all of a sudden you don't have the ball. Okay, wait. Call timeout. Let's get different people out there. No, no, no. That those five players, they're playing offense and defense for you. That's your investment strategy as well. Fifth area is retirement planning. So that is where are you today? Where do you want to be out there in the future? That aligns right with this fifth, uh, with this fifth re recession truth. I'm going to get to in just a second. And then finally, the sixth area, great capstone to every financial plan, is an estate planning. What is what's the contingency plan? What instructions? What are your intentions if something happens to you? and having that carried out. So preparing for a recession or getting out of a recession or we never even see a recession, that's the playbook. Fifth recession truth. Your financial goals are achievable whether we see a recession or not. Whether we see a recession or not. And it's sort of anchored back in that fifth area, re, uh, retirement planning. Going through 08, we would have people come in. I just remember it vividly. Uh, uh, because I'm scarred. Actually, we're all <laughs> we are all scarred. If you if you were a financial yes, professional during that time, mm -hmm. um, but folks would come in and on their nicest times say, "Well, I guess that retirement goal is out the window." Yeah, and we were able to say, "No, nah, not necessarily." Let's go back to those five factors. Mm -hmm. You said you were going to spend. Oh gosh, this is this dates us. Um, you said you were going to spend five grand a month in retirement. Could you spend four? And I know that sounds crazy right now with all the inflation, but back then, you know, 15 mm -hmm. years ago, could you spend four? Yeah. Okay. Then you're still on track. Or you said you wanted to be done at 63. Could you work until 65? Okay. Well, if this thing doesn't turn around, then you're, you're still on track, you know, adjusting some of those, those levers and financial planning gives you the clarity and confidence over what levers to adjust to ensure that you're still on track and reach your financial goals. Yeah, and that is the reminder that we all need at times, right? That there are things that are within our control, even when it feels like the world is out of control. All the recession talk or stock market declines, uh, jobs being lost, all, all the negative things that could happen, uh, they're, they're these outside forces that are working against you, but it doesn't have to determine your, your ability to achieve your goals. There are still things that you can do to adjust and change and, uh, and still win. I, I also think it's important to recognize that recessions are temporary. Mm -hmm. Right. And and stock market declines, they're a temporary decline, a temporary interruption to a long term um, positive trend that's that's been happening for decades. 
And I, I think it's important to not lose sight of the long term when people start talking about recessions again. Uh, otherwise, you miss the opportunities that that go right by you, right? Yeah. Um, the 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 risk is that you feel like you're just being swept along instead of you actually being in control of of your own destiny, so to speak. Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, oh, go ahead, Kevin. Well, no, I and, and I think. You know, Mike, you you had to do that. You had to take us back to 08 and 09 because we are all scarred a little bit by that. And when I was looking, I mean, when I was looking at the financial plans for our clients, it they didn't work. If something didn't change, it wouldn't work. But there will be moments where it's going to look like that in your financial life, which is why you want to have a pilot that is that's handles turbulence well mm-hmm. because if you said what is it that 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 damages most people in a recession it's not the 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 economic factors that are in play it's the the decisions that they make during that time financially mm-hmm. that actually put them in a position that in their lifetime they'll never recover from and, yeah. and listen there we're not on some high horse here talking in microphones no we all it, it, during those high emotional times during those really challenging times it's tempting to make some financial mistakes that you think in a vacuum no this is the right thing to do but but zoom out and it's not and and so we've all made financial mistakes well, all of us what's an example though the the maybe most common mistake that you would see as we're entering into a recession isn't it that people often get more conservative with their long-term investments than they ever should? Uh, yeah, Isn't I mean, that... it's, it's this phrase. It's, I can't retire, I can't stay retired, or I can't retire if my investments are just going to go down 20% a year. I can't do this, so therefore I need to get more conservative. Right, that's right. Because you're telling yourself that this new trend that has established, this downward trend, is going to keep going forever. And so I have to protect myself. I, I've got to stop the bleeding, so to speak. And in doing so, that's the type of mistake that you're referring to, Kevin, yeah. where it's like you you may never recover from this because of losing out on the upswing that occurs. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when recoveries come on the other side of a recession, when stock markets begin to rebound, they come quickly and they come sooner than what anybody really anticipates as well. You miss out on the early stages of that and I don't know how you recover from that missed opportunity. Well, the data shows that you, you can't. I was just looking at this for a, a, a segment on, on the YouTube channel that if you miss the 10 best days in the stock market, your return is approximately half of what it would have otherwise been. Mm-hmm. And you might say, no, 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 I'm not trying to miss the best days. I'm trying to miss the worst days. No, what you don't understand is the best days come around the worst times. Yeah. Some of those best days were March of 08, or excuse me, um, uh, March of 2020, right? And and uh, October of 08, where the stock market would drop 7% one day and then would go up 6% the next day. Those are those best days. Mm-hmm. And and if you weren't riding through, then then you're going to miss those. So let's, let's pivot here. And because, Josh, that is the exact right question and right, right uh, issue, how do you invest if you're about to retire? And we could see a recession. We do see a recession. And so, like, let's speak directly to that question. Yeah. You know, if you're right on the eve of retirement, maybe retirement is within two or three years out. Um, to me, you should already be putting in place your game plan for how am I going to get income when I get into retirement? What are the dollars I'm going to be spending first? 
And what should my long-term investment game plan look like through retirement? So think not in terms of months or quarters, not even years, think decades, because your retirement is going to be a long stretch of your life, hopefully. And if that's the case, you shouldn't be too worried about the ups and the downs of your long-term dollars. Let your long-term dollars be invested in long-term investments. Mm -hmm. And and those types of tools need to match. Your short-term money, the money you're going to spend in the first two to three years, should be safe. That, that's prudent to do no matter what, whether we're going into a recession or not. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's, this is why you have a financial coach. It's to remind you to do the things that seem unnatural, the things that, that you wouldn't choose to do on your own. That's the purpose of a financial planner guiding you through the construction of your specific financial plan. That's right. It, the, this investment structure, we call it personal pension plan, where as you start seeing that, hey, I'm going to need to spend some of this money in the short term. Some of these dollars that I've been accumulating, saving up, some of them I'm going to need to use in the short term. That is a lot more, a lot closer to reality and a healthier approach than thinking I'm about to retire. I'm going to, all of this money is for the short term. It's not. You Mm -hmm. can, through planning, you can decipher and determine mathematically, all right, here's how much we're going to use in the next two to three years. That should be low risk. And therefore, shouldn't move around if we see a recession. Then you've got, all right, another chunk of dollars. We're going to spend this in the three to seven years. And then all the dollars after that are long-term, and those should be invested for the long-term. So work with your certified financial planner. Prepare for a recession without preparing for a recession, and do take your next wise step. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. With me in the KFT studios, my business partners and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. It was nearly unanimous. And- okay. <laughs> you could just change it. Just do. I know, dude. No, I couldn't because I, I butchered it. A lot my, of people. And my brain said, duh. <laughs> many, many of people <laughs> said recession. <laughs> Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.